Hey you guys, it's your girl Kilowatt. I'm on my way to go get Braylon. I've missed her so much. I haven't seen her in like a week. Um, I got to go see the Easter program with my mom. Thank God she came with me. Ugh, so much has happened this last week. I made a, a, a drunken podcast. Yes, I fell off the wagon. Don't worry. I'll find my way back. But, um, I made a drunken podcast because I ended up breaking up with Sam and of course I did the transparency tell-all bullshit where I divulged way too much information and fortunately I think only like four of you listened so that's that's good because that means that it didn't like I didn't want to there's some things that I didn't want to put out there that I did and that was wrong so I'm glad that I didn't get to everybody (laughs) and second of all um I just want to update you on like everything that's happened so far. I had to delete a lot of things that were still like that I wanted to keep in there. Um, such as stuff that went down with Justin and Marisha and I. Um, <clears throat> so Marisha changed the front locks. She didn't change the back locks. Um, but then she still locked the garage door. So I still couldn't get in couple times but I've since then been able to kind of get to a place where I was like listen don't be assholes like this is a dick move like you can't just lock somebody out of the house and tell them to get out that's not even legal and there's every kind of platform for me to be able to see you regardless of my standing on a lease or whatever and so um not to mention like the destroying of my things that was another experience that happened so when I got back, I finally was able to get in. Like, my clothes were in the fucking bathtub. There's water on them. Um, all my shit from the attic was tossed into my room and broken. Um, like, clothes that weren't even mine that also caused arguments between my boyfriend and I. Because he's like, whose fucking dude's pants are these? Like, like that's the type of shit. So we broke up. And then, like, suddenly, like, if you break up and then your person comes back and they're, like, there. Then they're like, Is, was somebody else here? Like, so... It gets messy. Like, there's a lot of bullshit that happened. Not saying that he accused me of anything. It's not that. It just, um, like, it's just like when you come back together, like, you reassess the situation and you're like, okay, what am I coming into? You know, like, I don't know how one acts when they're broken up with or, you know, like, there's the miscommunication and we fucking fight and everything's over. Because we're both a couple of bridge burners. And that's why I like him. I like him because he's so finale. Like, there's no fucking way that somebody could get away with calling me a whore at a wedding and have him not flip shit and burn everything down. Like, Sam would totally respond the way that one would hope, or at least the way that I would hope that my partner would respond. Like, when Brent put his beer down, he was, to himself, taking the higher road. But to me, that was a big trespass of loyalty. Like, for me, that was, like, a boundary, like... So people can just talk shit about me. Because last time I checked, Sam broke somebody's fucking nose because they brought my name up in conversation. So the loyalty for me is like a big fucking deal. And knowing that I have a dude that can hold me down that's not a fucking vajayjay or at least has a strong backbone and is willing to stand up for his fucking woman, then yeah, like that's where it is for me. Like it's always going to be like that. Like I'm sorry, but I'm old school and I will... I don't know if I subscribe to misogyny, like, I don't mean to, but I do like the traditional role of, like, keeping the house nice and making it pretty, but it's a teamwork partnership, like, the two of you can do it, like, 
but I naturally have an affinity for keeping things beautiful and I'm glad that he appreciates that about me so you live and learn man like you figure out what you want to deal with in partnership and what you won't deal with and um both of ours had there was a major miscommunication and it was because I was drinking so that was my fault Uh, another reason why I want to get back on the wagon good news okay I'm going into hopefully a clean and sober living house which will help contribute to sobriety being permanent um because this stress ball of not being able to get in my fucking house and my boyfriend and I breaking up and just feeling like uncertain about everything really kind of derailed my plans for being sober um it's kind of like running up like a a slope full of pebbles like you just kind of slip down and depending on how hard your addiction is like and how your coping mechanisms are for me alcohol is a friend it's an old friend that has held my hand through a lot of things that I couldn't explain to people like I had been raped at 16 and I had a traumatic head injury and I've been through really a lot of abuse in my first marriage and just a lot of fucking trauma Um, so for me, that was a comfort. Like that is some friend of mine out there. That's not a tangible substance. Like I can touch it and feel it, but it's not like you can't hold on to it. It slips through you and it steals your life and it washes you away. And I'm trying to escape that because I don't want it anymore. And I'm trying to be firm in my decision, and it's really incredibly difficult. Like, I'm going to meetings, and I'm doing the best that I can, but I knew that this was going to be a battle to begin with. And so it's just the number one cause of issues in my life, and I'm really trying to get through it. And it's hard because I feel like sometimes I don't have as strong of a support network because I've done a really good job of rooting everybody in my life that ever cared about me, or at least hermiting myself away, like... I'm really good at disengaging, detaching, and hermiting. Like, I will disappear and ghost everybody. And um, I do it when I'm, like, really sucked into love. Like, if I'm in a partnership, oh, my God. Because the number one thing that I can do is is have my person. And I can tell my person everything. That's what I... That's the part of the autism thing is that we like having, like, one person. Like, we like having a human to, like, be with and tell them things and... You just have a very smaller, you have a smaller network of people and I'm really blessed and fortunate to have my mom and Sam and Zach and Amanda and, um, little family dynamics, you know, it's cool. It's cool to have that. Something that I've really appreciated about Swan Island is the network of people that will show up if you need something, if you're hungry, if you have a flat tire, if you have fucking oil change, like anything, anything they'll be there for you and that's something that you don't see in the regular population like you just don't like I went out to a bar like when Sam and I broke up I went out to a bar with a friend and I remember like just not wanting to be there I didn't even want to be there I was like it's so loud like I'm so used to quiet nights on the island with fire and friends and just like being in a in a safe and happy place where there's music and we're being silly and making voices and like little satire comedies like it's just they're very creative and it's fun and we do art and like they create shit like it's it's cool and so um it was I was totally out of my element and I was like 
totally going off the fucking rocker when I like broke up with Sam because I just felt like I didn't have anybody and I successfully pushed everybody away. So I went out to a bar and I went out and it was so fucking loud. And I remember I was sitting on the patio, like waiting for my friend to get there and I was looking around and like there's this group of people and I don't want to say I was making fun of them, but in my head I was just like, they don't hold a candle to the people that I've been spending my time with. Like, they, they're nothing like them. There's no depth. There's no soul. There's no passion. There's no drive. Like, they're just there getting drunk at a bar. And, like, that's fine. Maybe I misjudge them. That's true. But, like, from my personal perspective, they're just sitting there trying to figure out how to start a fire with a propane fire pit that just didn't have a spurt. Like... The, the mechanism that triggers a spark to start the flame was malfunctioning. So it wasn't, it wasn't creating a spark. And so because I've been programmed, like with the people that I've been with, like, well, you can figure it out. Like, how does the function work? Like what, how does the mechanism work? Let's break it down. Let's go look at the blueprint. Let's look at, let's rip it apart. Let's go to YouTube. We can investigate. Like they're very smart. And so you sit there with these people for so long who are intuitive and like wise and, and intelligent and then you go to a fucking bar where you don't know anybody and you're watching these dumbasses try and start a fucking fire and then not get it and go, oh, well, we'll just tell the bar people that their thing's broken. And in my head, I was like, or you could just get a fucking napkin, light that on fire and set it on top of the propane part because it's not going to explode. Like, it's not like you've been running it for hours. Like, it's just it just it just needs a spark. It needs a flame. And I tried to tell that to them and they were like all hesitant. They're like, no, no. And they were letting like fear get in the way. And that's another thing that I appreciate about my experience with everybody on the island is that like nobody's afraid of doing anything. Like they, they're just very uninhibited people. And I like that about them. And I love that about Sam. And I was incredibly sad. Um, and then I, I realized quickly that he wasn't actually breaking up. And that I was the one that was breaking up. And then it turned into this, like, really ugly mess of miscommunication and awful, like, like, we're petty as fuck. And so we're just like, yeah, whatever. I do what I want. Fuck this. Fuck that. I'm going here. I'm doing this. I'm blah, blah, blah. And, like, we got really ugly. And it was horrible. And it was and it was, like, it was nothing, you know, the thing that I value the most that I learned from my relationship with Bren is say less. Just say less. Like, you don't have to fucking be all end all. You don't have to fucking go for the kill shot every time. You're so hurtful with your words, Kayla. Why do you always have to go for the kill shot? And I found myself saying that to Sam because he was saying the most ugly, heinous shit to me. And it like, it's true. You do see the ugly side of people as soon as you say no to them. But it was also just coming from a place of hurt because we do love each other. And like, of course, after you make up, like, and you get back together, there's that like honeymoon phase that I fucking live for. And it, it's been really nice. Like, he got Braylon a bunch of surprise gifts for when I go pick her up right now. And, like, <sighs> it is true. There's something. I think I went to counseling with Brent and um, a while ago. And he said that, like, it's like you're addicted to the up and the down. And I don't necessarily want it to be like that with me and Sam. But there is some value to that experience with regard to like coming back together and feeling stronger and understanding where you come from. Like how important are you to me? How important is this relationship to me? And, 
and now that I've had this perspective of not having it anymore, like, what am I going to do to show you how much more I value and respect you? Like, it puts things into perspective when you reach turmoil. And so it's almost necessary in a relationship with me to revisit the situation, i.e. the relationship in totality and, like, observe it from an outside perspective and be like, okay, like, now that this was almost not on the table, what do I value in this and what do I want to continue and like that that's been a major lesson um in my experience with this and I wanted to be transparent with you guys but I also had to delete some unsavory things that I said about Sam because they're not true I was just really hurt and I was super fucking offended and um he said some shit to some of my friends like because our iClouds linked up and Um, he, you know, I said some shit right back and we were petty. We're petty motherfuckers. And it's hilarious to watch us get petty with one another because we just, we go above and beyond. There's like memes. (laughs) There's fucking GIFs. Like it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh my God. I hope I never go back to that. I told him I never want to be that ugly to each other again. And he promised that he never would. And I could never... I just don't want to go back there ever again. Like, I'm so grateful that we got back together. Fuck. It was so uncomfortable going to the Easter service with, like... So I tried to tell Brent that I was coming that morning. And, of course, he didn't answer. So my mom and I show up because I don't want to go by myself. Like, Sam was supposed to come with me. But that morning we were broken up still. And, like, I show up with my mom, my ride or die, who's been a bad bitch. And it's funny because the older that she gets, the more accepting she is of just who I am as a person like she's always been accepting but like this is like she actually appreciates and values my little rebel nature and she loves me and she's always going to be there to support me and for as long as she's here she'll always have my back and I appreciate that about her um it's a beautiful thing when you can see kind of like where the end starts and and your future begins like you can see where the pain that I had from the betrayal and the grief that the divorce brought to me, like I was able to put that away by myself because I didn't get any fucking help from anyone else on that. Like nobody was going to help me find closure. And so I had to find my own way through that gray. And I was able to start piecing a life together again for myself and seeing what I value and the things inside of myself that I respect and want to continue to nourish and grow. Um, And part of that is my own independence, um, but also how fast I think in a crisis situation. Like, when I'm locked out of my house, like, who do I go to? How do I get through this? What am I going to do? I'm going to sleep in a tent with my boyfriend. I'm going to fucking stay at my mom's house. I'm going to start looking up laws and putting people on social media blast because fuck you if you think you can do this shit to me and not have me talk on it. Like you want to sit there and pretend like you're a cool ass fucking dude, but you're locking me out of the fucking house and making me break in to get to my fucking uniform. And I think when I put it out there like that, he finally got a little bit of a wake up moment and was like, yeah, I guess I really am the landlord. Cause I do have access to the keys and he just hasn't taken ownership of his own house. And so that's the issue. And he's got a woman who's got a lot of issues running the show and it's, really toxic but it does qualify me for domestic violence emergency aid and I'm gonna try and get me and Braylon into um we'll be first up for dibs for a sober living house off of Capitol and Sweet Garden 
and um, it requires like two meetings per week, which is great because I need the meetings and I want that. Um, ultimately, my goal would be to be able to save up and buy a house and I'd qualify if I was in that program to get um, like lower income or just people that have gone through domestic violence. Like I'd get grants and shit to buy my own house and qualify for different programs if I was in that particular housing unit. So ultimately, I mean, yeah, it was shitty how it played out. But I think it, like I said before, sometimes your greatest blessings come when you're not, they come in the form of catastrophe. They come in the form, like, I didn't think that me and Brent ending was a good thing. But it led me to Sam, who gets me better than anybody ever has. And he loves me exactly for who I am. And he's just as feisty as I am. And he's got a fighter spirit, too. And I, there are things in him that I, that I could never find in Brent that, I've, that left me feeling really unsatisfied. And I was always seeking in a partner. And I found that in Sam. And he's, he's watching me go on my own personal journey of sobriety. And it's inspiring him to continue and do this. It's your girl Kilowatt. I'm with my tiny human, Beam Beam to Queen. Ah. <laughs> We're reunited and it feels so good. That's an old school song. So today we have a sad story. Oh no, sad story. What happened? So a couple days ago, most likely like two days ago, um, there was a new student in um, first grade. And Riker? He, oh wait. No, not Riker. A different new student, different yeah. grade. Okay. First grade, and then um, he speaks a different language. He speaks Ukrainian. Oh, cool! So was he a refugee? Yeah, but no one can understand him. So on the bus, like we use an app, but it it doesn't work. Oh we use no! Use an app to try and like say our words to him, but he doesn't understand. Oh. And then um, he told us something that the the phone actually worked, and the reason why he actually moved to the school is because. Um, since the war is happening, his school burned down. Oh my god. His school burned down, so we had to transfer schools. And all he has is like his mom and his grandma and his dad. But they all made it out alive? Yeah. They had him. Where are they move. staying? They're like right down the road. We should get them some toys and stuff. Well, it, it's a nice house. We got, a, we got a swag tron we can give them. We do? Yeah, we should give them a swag tron. Yeah, but it was hard because like I don't know if he spent the night. So that means you have to learn Ukrainian. But he doesn't, he, yeah, maybe the whole school needs to, but the thing is, is that on the bus ride, since we don't understand him, we couldn't find out where he lived. There's an app called Duolingo. There's also a translator thing. Yeah, but we can, Duolingo will teach you Ukrainian on your phone. Yeah. So on your off time, you can teach yourself Ukrainian. You can figure out how to say stuff to him. Okay. And that, that could be your way of making friends with him. And I, that's actually in your chart. His name is Max. Max? In Russia, he calls himself Maxim. Maxim? Oh, that's Max. that's legit. Maxim. You should just call him Maxim from now on. Yeah, but the, how he got home is his parents, they put a flag, like a Ukraine flag right there in the front of the house. So then the bus driver knows that that's his house. Oh my God. Beamer, that's so, so sad. I know. Yo, that's that, but that's amazing that his family made also, it here. Also, I'm telling Elijah I like him on Friday. And that's a big deal because you and Elijah have but had the a thing, thing is, going is on. That Riley's telling him for me, and I'm telling Riley's crush for her. Are you? Yeah. So it's like a whole. Well, did but you know first, Friday's the best day for it because it's a solar eclipse in Scorpio? Yeah. 
or a lunar eclipse, sorry. And I don't know if it's Friday. I think it's the 23rd, so that could be Friday. Okay. Any case, most of the time it all works out. But what do you think he's going to do? You think you guys are going to be boyfriend and girlfriend? Well, also, I was watching a TikTok, and it said, um, pick a number, 7, 12, or 18. And I picked 7, and, I, and it said, look at the comments. And it said, if you pick 7, Friday is going to be amazing. And I looked down, and I went, well, and he told you, what, like, two weeks ago that he liked you on the bus. Yep. And you were so funny because you were like, Mom, this is terrible. This is terrible. And I go, why? And what did you say? And I said, because my mom is dying. No, you I said, said I, can't, I can't go to school tomorrow now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is terrible because now I can't go to school tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, why? You're like, I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> Anyway. And then also in class, we kind of, we ha- now, since COVID's starting to get over, guess what? What? There can be 12 people at a tea, say, tea, um, a lunch table. Oh, what? 12. And you guys don't have to wear masks anymore, huh? Yeah, and then also, guess what? In class, we have groups now. So our desks are like scooched together. So you're actually getting closer. Yeah, and then um, my partner is Declan, Riker, and Macy. Declan? Riker and Macy. Yeah, Macy can just go uh, off a cliff because she likes um, <laughs> Elijah. So um, I she has a crush she's on three, She's scamming three, on your man right now. She has a crush on three boys. Oh my god. William, Riker, and Elijah. Well, she's just boy crazy. Yeah. Can you break? Can you blame her though? Because she got good taste. Yeah. No, she doesn't. <laughs> but you like Elijah, so that means He's the only people. Yeah. Well. Her, Riker farts a lot. <laughs> He's got some gas problems. Also, guess what? And William has a skinny neck. Yeah, no, Beckett has. Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Also, William's also kind of low-key misogynist. Yeah, and then also, guess what? What? You know my twin, Brayden. Yeah. He broke his wrist. What? No way! Yeah, you better watch your wrist. Yeah, you guys are twinning. You better be aware. Really weird broke his wrist on the same day I got hit with a softball no way yeah how's softball going uh going pretty good um it's getting kind of harder like they're getting it easy like kind of easy like you're harder. you guys are doing things called drills right yeah and then um what are, what's your favorite drill and what's the hardest drill I feel like pitching you're a good pitcher. I'm a really good pitcher. I believe you. Like, sometimes when it's, like, snowing or raining, we go to this horse barn and we practice there. And there's one time when I, my coach was teaching, not my coach, but another guy. And he's like, hey, what's your name, hon? And I go, it's Braylon. And he's like, oh, well, I think Braylon might be one. A pitcher? Yeah. I believe that. So he's the one that was trying to assign the roles for who gets to do what. That'd be so cool if you, do you know how big a role the pitcher is in softball? Like, they can determine who wins the game and who loses. You have the most important job in softball when you're the pitcher. Because you determine if somebody else is going to hit the ball. So your goal is to make it so that they get out, but that it's not considered. So your best bet is to play on your looks. Because people aren't going to think that a pretty girl can throw really well. So if you dress up your looks a little bit and not kind of ditzy, they're going to be like, oh, she doesn't know how to throw. And then you can throw and then knock them out every time. You got some ja- you got some jam on Satan. your Satan. Oh, it does say Satan. It does say it does say Satan. Crumb cracker. I know. Seriously, crumb packer. That's a real name for somebody who's running for Congress. 
Is it James Heed? Here, I think you got some stuff yeah, on Yeah, I know. Caleb was saying I'm going to make a skeleton. Here, here. Like this. You can wipe it off if you want to. What'd you get? What, what is it? You got chocolate ice cream on your nose? You're so cute. That's okay. Earlier this week, I got paint on my nose because Sam kissed me, and he had he was painting, and he wiped his nose, and then he got paint on his nose, and then he kissed me, and then we were both walking around with blue paint on our nose. <laughs> and we broke up when we got back together. Shocker, I know. What? We broke... You guys broke up? We did, and that's why he didn't come to the Easter program, but he was, like, super sad the whole time, and then I was like, okay, I'll send you videos. And then we got back together because we realized that we love each other, and that was dumb. How did you guys break up? Uh, As petty as we could. We were as petty as we could be to... We were petty. We were playing the petty game, and it was hilarious. What was it? I did everything I could to make him jealous, and it worked. (laughs) And he was about to go drive over and beat the shit out of somebody, and and then I was like, can we just talk? Let's just talk. And he was like, okay. And that's how that went. <laughs> and then we're, we got back together. But he did bring you those treats. So that's a good thing. Did you see the Reese's in there? Mm-hmm. Those are pretty bomb, right? Yeah. So you did you eat dinner already? Yeah. What'd you eat? We went to Jimmy O's. Oh, shit, son. Jimmy and, uh, O's. There was something about that I did and I kind of got in trouble. What'd you do? At the machines. First graders were there. Were you talking? I'm going to give them the coins. Mm-hmm. What did you do? I didn't really know what to do, so they would put the coins in, press the button, they would only take one piece of candy, and I would take the rest. Oh, my God. <laughs> you're so funny. Oh, you were kid. totally pulling a scam on first graders. And then they would save their can like, the rest, they would put itself on top of the machine, and I would just take it all. Oh, my God, girlfriend. That's a total rocket right there. Oh, that's funny. So did dad catch on? Who caught on to it? Grandpa Sean. Oh, you guys went with Grandpa Sean? Yeah, because I was waiting for the him to be like get the candy and I was sitting in the driver's seat and this and um Grandpa Sean was just like, Hey, Braylon, it's time to go. And then he's like, I could see what you were doing. I saw what you were doing. <laughs> hey, just a sec, I'm gonna pause it, we'll be right back. Yo, what up? It's your girl Kilowatt. I am in the car with my tiny human. Hey, are we allowed to tell why? We can tell him why. So she picked me up from my dad. Let me get home to her house. We were talking about moving because we had some drama. <laughs> and then when we got home, the freaking door was locked. We got it open with a key, but then the next door didn't have a key. It was locked in me. So she's describing. Through a window and it didn't work because the window won't budge. So there is a, I, I mentioned the front doors were changed, right? And I was never giving it like a key to that lock. So I don't actually have full access to the house. I only have access to the house when whoever's home decides they don't want to lock the garage door. <laughs> so, two times now, Marisha's forgotten to unlock the garage door. I don't know why they're locking it to begin with because they know that I can't get in without that door being... I don't know why it's even fucking locked. I don't I don't know why it's even there. This feels like a thing. And so, 
I called Marisha. She's like, oh shit, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I'm far away now. Can you have Beamer crawl through the bathroom window? And this is like exactly why I was so anxious to pick her up today because I didn't want to have to deal with this bullshit where I was like, hey, tiny human, uh, I'm going to try and break into my house now because I don't want her to experience this. And guess what we're doing right fucking now? We're waiting because I couldn't figure out how to get it open. Last time I talked to Marisha when this happened, she suggested that I pop the lock off. So I started going about that. And then she finally called me back in the middle of me trying to pop it off. And she said, oh, well, the window, the bathroom window is unlocked. Why don't you go ahead and have Beamer climb through that? And so we took off the screen. I didn't break the screen. I'm trying my best to keep everything as civil and copacetic as we can. And I was grateful they didn't have to break the lock because I didn't want to have to do that either. But I still have to, my work clothes are inside and we have to go to bed because Braylon's got school in the morning and this is a fucked night right now. And so we're just chilling, waiting for Marisha to come back from wherever the fuck it is that she is. And of course, Justin doesn't answer or respond to my texts. And this is the living situation I'm in right now. Welcome to never knowing if you're going to get into your home every fucking day. And having a tiny human who has to climb through the fucking window and feel uncertain about her life. And I I'm like sorry. Beans. She likes beans. My name is Beans. And I like beans. So don't judge me because I like beans. <laughs> You're shaped like a bean. More like a Skittle. No. Okay. This is my one thing. Hmm. I will never understand this. Okay. Why Braylon's school, lit right now. She's lit. Why does school have to start at 7 in the freaking morning? Exactly. Because you guys are still developing and then, like, mentally. teachers are like, come on, guys. You got to pick up the pace. Like, how do you expect me to solve a triangle? Girl, you're built like a triangle. Why don't you do it? <laughs> and then they're just like, why are you guys so tired? Oh, I don't know, Barbara. Maybe it's because 7 in the freaking morning? And actually, um, neurologically, when your brain's developing, you're supposed to actually sleep until 10. So wouldn't it make sense to have school start at like 11? Mm -hmm. And you could probably be just as productive from 11 to 3 if you needed to be, right? Like a couple hours a day. You guys don't actually need eight hours a day. I'm just saying. So we're chilling here just waiting for Marisha to come let us in. I'm glad that she did answer the phone, though. That is the thing. That's the line in the sand that I placed. Like, when they first locked me out and it was just me, they wouldn't let me in because it was just me. But when it's Braylon, then they'll respond because they do have hearts and they don't want to make a little girl sit outside. But honestly, that's some fuck shit right now because I'm still, regardless if she's with me or not, I'm acting as a unit. Like, I, every day I'm acting as I have two people with me. Why don't you just tell your work that that... Okay, that I'm being illegally me. evicted and I can't get into my house. Listen to me. There, there should be some listen type of thing. Listen to me this time. Okay, okay. Gosh. Sorry. You know I'm the best idea. I know you do have very good ideas. I don't care who your boss is or whatever they want. I have a kid. And I'm going to be a big... Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then... And that's going to take some time. So I don't care if you have to literally wear just underwear and a little crop top to your job. You're going to go to work 
either if you don't have your work clothes, and they're going to deal with it. Yeah. Or else they'll get in the fist to the butt. I think I have a squirt in the back, and I can probably borrow a t-shirt from someone if I need to. But right now, that's not the plan. Like, I like, though, your thought process. You're like, you just tell them to deal with it, because I'm here, and I showed up to drive. And if I'm not uniform, then so be it. Like, that doesn't work, unfortunately. Um... And that is the risk involved when you trust someone to keep your stuff. Braylon's in the process of making duck lips with Pringle chips. And they look amazing. (laughs) Hey, how do you think Elijah's going to respond on Friday? Do you think he's going to ask you to be his girlfriend? Probably. What do you think think he'll do? Probably tell me that he likes me again. You should just tell him to be your boyfriend. That's what I did with Sam. Fourth grade. I was like, listen, we've been doing this shit for some time now. Are you my boyfriend or not? And I was like, do you love me or not? And he was like, I love you. I'm your boyfriend. And that's how that went. And I was like, no one else. And he's like, no one else. And that's how that went. Period. On fleek. Even though he didn't answer, I know he's dealing with his like... I don't know. I'm just stressed out. On the plus side, we shall not go hungry because Sam did bring us snacks. We are a successful woman in the art of... We should go get Fluffy and cuddle with him in the car. Because he was in the garage, wasn't he? Yeah. He was in the garage last night, and I didn't see him, and he got out when I went to go grab food. And then I couldn't find him to get back in, and I just thought he'd be okay. And then everybody got mad at me this morning, so I was like, great. Because there's coyotes, but it's not my fault he's a fucking wizard and runs out into the darkness. Like, what am I supposed to do? If I'd known that, then why the fuck was he in the garage? If you didn't want your fucking cat to get out, why was he in the fucking garage to begin with? If you're so concerned about your fucking cat, then keep him in the fucking house, period. Don't leave him in the garage where he can just slip to and fro. It's not my fault. He's a wizard who wants to escape. Don't fucking flip out on me throwing shit downstairs, yelling at the top of your lungs about your fucking cat. Like... Control your anger, man. Control it. Because I'm only going to be flipped out so many times before I start recording shit and proving that I'm in a domestic violence situation so I can get the fuck out faster. Ugh. Anyway. And we're not inside yet. That was a good rhyme. I know, I do. It helps if you just match the tone, too. Secret. Hey, I got a good song I want you to hear. It's from Nicki Minaj, and it's called We Rise Up. Hi, this is Kilowatt. I'm here with Beam Beam to Queen. We're talking about having a sleepover at Nana's on Thursday. Just to try it out, you know, get our vibe right, see how we feel about it. See how we feel about living out our new house. Mm-hmm. Crashing over at Nana's. I'll give it a whirl. We can wing it. She'll probably be happy to have us. We're watching Sniper Wolf. This is our nightly routine, so... We gotta go to bed though because Beamer's got school tomorrow. Mm. It was nice to snuggle with you tonight. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm glad you were willing to break into the house. Yeah. Sorry I put you there. Okay. <laughs> As Sam says, she loves you. She would sit with you through a snowstorm, and my goal is to not make you. Anyway, this is Kilowatt. We're gonna go to bed. Night. Night.